Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host Laura Cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. Hello, welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and this, the four-year anniversary of my show, we are spending the whole month talking about taboo. We are talking about a whole bunch of taboo subjects that really get in the way of us being our authentic selves. You know, we all have goals. We all have dreams. We all have desires. We all want to show up authentically in the world for who we are. But for so many of us, especially for women, we get locked into the need to please. We get locked into that fear of judgment. What will somebody say? What will somebody think? And then we start limiting ourselves and covering ourselves up and not saying things and not finding out information. And who does that hurt? It hurts us. So that's why this whole month we are tackling subjects around sex, sexuality, whether it's our bodies, menstruation, menopause, pregnancy, (laughs) whatever it is, we're just going to start talking normally about all of those things that happen. And I'm especially excited about today's guest because she has written um, a book that just came out in February and it's called Your Moontime Magic. And this is a book that really, well, it's, it's for young girls starting their period, but it really breaks down the taboo around a time that for a lot of girls is confusing or shameful, and it helps parents, whether you're a single dad or a mom or whatever, break down and figure out how to talk to your girls about transitioning into this phase of life in a normal, natural, healthy way. And it also gives advice to the girls about how to think about this, that they're they're not a freak, that they're not, something's not wrong. And emotions and feelings, physically, mentally, emotionally, it's all normal. So I'm totally excited to bring you this interview. Um, And instead of talking about it, I'm just going to go ahead and bring her on. Today's guest is Maureen Smith, author of Your Moontime Magic. So welcome to the show, Maureen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited. This is such an important topic to discuss. Um, why, why did you decide to write this book? You know, what was the impetus for starting this whole journey that you've been on? Um, it's a great question. I mean, to be honest, originally I had a dream, um, years ago that this like woman goddess figure was saying these words to me that I wished I had heard, um, as a young woman getting my period for the first time. And So when I woke up, I was still so like moved by the experience. I wrote it down and I created it as a 
the book as a gift for my nieces at the time because I really wanted them to have um, an empowering perspective to help them navigate this whole time of change. And so that's really where the original idea came from and the original book was a gift and then fast forward to today and my own daughter is 10 years old, almost 11. And I really wanted to bring it forward again so that she and her peers would be able to have this for themselves as well. Got it. Got it. And it's a pretty substantial book and it's not only for the girls. It seems like it's written for parents as well. Absolutely. I think, you know, all of us could use a little um, help and fine tuning and um, really reimagining this time of our lives um, with a really empowered perspective and, and just some new kind of information about how to best take care of ourselves and really the, the, the celebrations that happen and that have been happening around the world since menstruation happened. It's really been looked upon in many cultures as um, a real, something really to celebrate for young women. And so I, I, throughout the book, I include stories of moontime mythology from around the world so that young women can have this idea of, oh, there is another way to go through this. Yeah, that actually kind of caught me um, by surprise because when I, you know, was a young girl, that was a long time ago, but the videos that we saw in school, and I remember they gave us a little book with a blue cover, and it was all kind of with a sense of dread, you know, yeah. like, oh, this is going to happen, and, and you're going to have cramps, and oh, it's hard to learn, and oh, you might not be able to go swimming for a while, or you might, and it was like, scary and it, it's so the idea for me of oh this is a celebration I thought that's a beautiful shift I really like that definitely yeah and I mean I you know I started learning about that back when I was in college I learned about um, women and cultures from all over the world and how they would do this and I think that really planted a seed um, and for me, as far as wanting to explore this whole topic more, I love that you're doing this whole series on taboo and taboo breaking to really be able to experience our true selves and be free of all of that. Um, and I, and I do think it's so important, like taboo is it menstrual taboo has really been a big deal for so long. And, um, and it still is today. I think that, um, one of the things that brought even the idea of this book back into my awareness was um, noticing the last couple of years how things such as menstrual poverty um, and menstrual equity have really made it into the news. Uh, there are people working all over the world to really try to dispel the negative taboo and myths because they really are harmful. There are young women in the world today that will stop going to school because of this shame that they have around getting their periods or they don't have any access to menstrual products. Um, and that can really, you know, stop a, a young woman's education in some parts of the world. And so it is so important for all of us to be educated about this, to really know it's so natural and normal. Um, and, and it's important for men and women to know and understand um, what menstruation is. Yes. I like that you bring that in, that it, it, men and women do need to know because 
there's men and women all over the world and we relate with men and women. And I think it's important for us to understand what the other sex is going through. And, mm-hmm. and as far as fear too, I'm the mom of two boys and I don't think they have any fear of menstruation because I did talk about that and I was very open with it, but I can't imagine how difficult it would be for young men growing up in a household that never talked about it, not mm-hmm. having sisters, maybe not having a mother. Yeah. They're not going to know what's going on or where or why or how or what you should do, but it's just a normal thing that we all go through. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I think, I think for boys and girls and just basically all menstruators, right? Because regard, depending on your, regardless of your gender identity, um, you may be getting your period. And so it's so important that everybody is included, that all voices are included in this conversation so that all people that need it have access and support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things too, I was thinking, and this is a little bit tangential, but (laughs) when you are menstruating and you talked about products, sometimes those products fail or sometimes something happens and there's a stain or there's a leak. And I think for most girls, that's like their greatest fear that, Uh oh my gosh, panic, panic. And I will say it's not fun. And it's Mm -hmm. happened to me and I think it's happened Mm -hmm. to everybody in the world, but I think that's kind of that taboo too. Instead of don't let this happen to you. Oh my gosh. It's acknowledging, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes your period is going to start, right? You won't have access or sometimes something's going to fail and there's going to be a stain and oops, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Oops. Yeah. And you know, one thing that's been really exciting um, as this book was published is having these different conversations with people like you. Um, I talked to a group of kids, eighth graders, um, that have a podcast that won an NPR podcast award last year. And it's actually called Shh Periods. And these kids created this podcast because of that t- taboo. Um, and discrimination that was happening within their school in the Bronx. And so they wanted to just start talking about it and how normal and natural it is. Their school even had rules like you couldn't raise your hand, ask for a pad, or like say you needed a product that you had to call it a marshmallow. I mean, they had like these crazy rules. And so because the kids went ahead and did this, um, first they had all this incredible experience of, you know, creating a podcast, having the award and and growing their own self-esteem, but also they really made changes within the school. So the the school changed all of their rules around it. And the boys got an up-close education and they now act as advocates for other people that are getting their periods. There is a, there is a young man on the podcast and he said that now when his when he's heard some of his male peers go, gross, periods, he'll say, you know, what's your problem? Your mom gets her period, your sisters get her periods. How do you think you were born? (laughs) You know? And so um, really just having the boys and girls, you know, educated together, making it natural and normal is really making changes. And it was such a great example to hear how that's happened in one school. That's amazing. And I think the way that that kind of infiltrates the entire 
culture and society on not only periods, but on so many other things. Because a period, if you really think about it, means you are now fertile, which means sexuality comes into play. And then it opens up that conversation as well, that again, sexuality is kind of a normal, not kind of a normal part. It is a normal part of life. Yes. And we, if we are comfortable talking to our counterpart, talking to boys, if girls are comfortable talking to boys about their period and boys are comfortable talking to girls about menstruation, then perhaps they will be more comfortable talking about sex. Absolutely. Yeah. Consent about what feels good, what doesn't, there's less shame, there's less confusion. And then maybe everybody would be more empowered to talk about whatever, you know, using a condom, STDs, threat of pregnancy, whatever it is, because we've already been talking to members of the opposite sex about biological functions since we were 10. I so agree with you. I can't agree more. And I was thinking about it, you know, from just when, you know, your daughter, you know, the young person needs to go to the doctor. And if she's been shamed or embarrassed about talking about her body or her period, um, it's going to be all the harder to ask the important questions that she needs to ask her doctor. So if she feels supported and confident and, you know, has already been educated in a positive manner about it, then she has access to really advocate for herself um, uh, with her doctor, with her significant others, you know, as she grows and, and it can provide um, really a foundation of excellent self-care and self-advocacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking about self-care and self-advocacy, some people have periods and it's not a problem. Other girls and women struggle with cramps. It's, they're emotional. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. The, the experience people have is truly all over the map. Mm-hmm. Um, does this book address kind of what to do in all different circumstances? It addresses what to do in a lot of the circumstances. Um, I'll, I'll answer this in two ways. First yeah. is, and it gets back to being a good advocate for yourself. I think for so long, this has been an area that medical research, that the dollars have not been spent on medical research around um, PMS, depression, um, other other things, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, like a whole endometriosis, a lot of menstruation related um, diseases or illnesses or conditions, right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to first know and understand your body and not feel embarrassed to talk about it with your doctor is key because you might be experiencing cramps that are really normal, mm-hmm. but you could be experiencing cramps because there's something more, um, you know, significant going on. And unless you're able to really talk about it, it, you may not be getting the care you need or, you know, the research isn't going there. So that's number one. Um, oh my gosh. Now I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, the book. Oh, so what else I talk about? Yeah. But in the book, I do talk about, um, personally, I had really extreme PMS for uh. many years. I got, like, I was incredibly emotional just before my period. Um, and my skin would break out badly. I had horrible cramps. It was just, it was never something I was looking forward to. 
And as I started to learn about these celebrations around the world that would take place in certain cultures around menstruation, and I started to learn more about the tradition of self-care and tracking your cycle along with the cycle of the moon, mm -hmm. um, it really changed my entire experience. I started to learn that, you know, it's just natural that there's times of the month I need to be much more internal and just do, do some journaling and not try to just muscle through my work day or whatever it was, um, that I would take a time out just to care for myself. And then as I learned to do that and take care of myself better as far as nutrition, um, how I ate during my moon time, um, my exercise, all of that, it shifted. So maybe within like four to six months of thinking that way and living that way, taking care of myself, my cramps all but disappeared. And I started to really look forward to, oh, when I get my period, oh my God, that's like my day just for me, you know, but I was really needing, whether it was a day or just a few hours of really good, just quiet self-care. Yeah. Um, and so I do talk about that a lot. And I, um, I also talk about that as we tune into our own natural cycles, um, we can use that time to bring other creations to life. Like every, every month your body's preparing for a possible pregnancy. But even though pregnancy may not be something you're ready for or want, if you tune into that cycle, you can use it to bring your other creations to life. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's something that I've talked about a lot this month, you know, focusing on taboo and sexuality is sex is the ultimate act of creation. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And like that, whether you are actually creating, whether it's just the time of creation, that's beautiful. And we are creative beings. And I love that you talk about moving in and bringing those creations to life because that's where it gets good. You know, that's, that's where it gets good. Yeah. That's yeah. where I talk about magic, and I think you're talking about sparkle, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> not spot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love to, for girls, for women, for all of us, the idea that once a month, the special thing happens to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the dreaded, it's not the curse, it's not that. It's that once a month, this magic manifests in my life. and. I get to take care of me and I get to do what I need to do. And I get to do, I love that. That just shifts the energy around that. Right. Right. And how many, you know, billions, millions of menstruators are there? We are all connected. We're yeah. all connected in this process. Yeah. Right? And also just for the other cycles of life. Um, I know there is not a lot of conversation around postpartum depression. We're supposed to have a baby and it's perfect and our bodies spring back in a week and then we're in our bikini with our baby and we're feeling great and everything's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, oh no. <laughs> no. no. And, and then same thing with menopause. It's, you know, oh, the change and oh, this is awful. And I love how you're starting at the beginning and just creating helpful conversations along the whole way because again, it's all normal. It's all normal, exactly. And and you talk about some really key transitional times in people's lives. And I was hope I was hopeful that kind of the blueprints of um, 
your moon time magic and, and some of the exercises discussed and, and just the general really tuning into your body and self-care, that that's like a foundation to support people through all of their subsequent changes in life. Because they're all, you know, because it comes down to each time, like, how are you really doing inside? Not what the world's telling you how you're supposed to feel, but how are you? How's your body? What does it need today? Do you need to rest? Do you want to journal? You know, but just supporting a person where they are with some tools and tips to help them through that transition. Yeah, right. that is absolutely huge. Now, I'm interested, you were talking about other cultures that have celebration around menstruation, and I don't know much about that. And I'm guessing that a lot of the listeners don't know much about that either. Are there some celebrations and some cultural practices that you could share with us around that? Yeah, so I'm actually, I think it'll be easiest. I can just read you a little bit from the book. Um, from your moon time magic so one of throughout the book i have um each chapter has moon time mythology so it'll have a little bit of what another culture is doing around the celebration in each chapter so this is um a navajo celebration and the navajo people believe the navajo people celebrate the connection between a girl's first moon and succeeding passages in her life like childbirth and old age during her puberty ceremony, the girl is dressed in the image of changing woman, the most powerful Navajo deity. She wears beautiful, colorful clothing and is decorated with turquoise jewels. Turquoise is changing woman's sacred stone and is associated with the earth. As the girl is dressing, a song of honor and celebration is sung to her by the women in her tribe. The song tells her of the treasure jewel she is for herself and her people. The association with changing woman reminds the girl that her life is always changing and in transition and that there are many phases of life. Ah, that's beautiful. Because how many of us think, yep, I've arrived. This is it. <laughs> nope. That's never, I've never had, right? Has that ever happened for you? Nope. <laughs> I'm 51. I'm still waiting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When, when does that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. So what about men or, or women too, who might've been raised in a very, you know, hush, hush, restrictive culture who want to do things differently for their daughters, but who are uncomfortable for themselves? What, what do you have any tips for them? Sure. I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of dads say to me, how can I be supportive of my daughter? I would say the first thing is, you know, they can read the book too and get some ideas, you know, borrow some language that might not be natural to them um, or read it and just kind of and find their own words that make sense. But I think, you know, what I tell everyone is, Think back to your own experience or maybe it was your sister's experience or what you first heard and give yourself a little time to reflect. Like, is that a positive message? Is that a negative? Is that hurtful? Is that helpful? And, and just kind of let go of what's not positive in that or that you want to bring forward in your own children's lives. You know, and, and from that place, you can, you know, say things that are affirming and supportive. And whether it's handing your daughter the book with a nice card, 
um, whether it's asking her what she would she like to do something special for this time that you're really honoring her in this time um, and you can let it come from your daughter as well you know? I like I that. think the most important thing is tune into yourself be aware of your own belief system that something that might not be true for you anymore, let it go and just be there, just open um, and receptive to what your daughter needs. Yeah, that's beautiful. I really like that. Um, so what about for you, 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 the subtitle talks about body, you know, loving your body. What is the connection between the changing body, you know, a girl's changing body and her level of confidence and her happiness and, and how can we support that? And what does that connection look like? And I would just love for you to talk more about that because it is disconcerting whether you're a boy or a girl to suddenly have your body start changing and it does make you feel weird about it. So can you address that whole body love, body shame piece? Yeah. Well, so First, I think that health is made up not only of physical health, but also a mental, me mental, emotional, spiritual health. And the menstrual cycle is connected to so many aspects of our health, like it, it, our hormones, our sleep cycles, our dreams, our energy levels, moods, foods, craving, you know, nutritional needs. So I think it's really key to understand and care for your menstrual health. Um, as a, as a great way to learn about your body and what it needs on all of these levels. But thinking about, um, you know, a young woman just getting her period, going through these transitions and phases, like for her, she may not even be ready to talk about it with her parents, with her family, because it's just so much for her to even integrate. You know, all these things are changing that I have no control over. I don't want any attention put on me or put on Yes. Me, right? <laughs> And, and, and parents might be really excited to, to do, do right by her and celebrate it and be really positive, but she might not even be ready. And so the, it's, it's always a tricky balance. You want to be positive, but you also want to be really respectful of what your child is asking for and needs. And so um, I think that as far as, you know, the shame people are feeling and, and the body shame and the connections, all of that. I think the best things to doing as parents um, or teachers are just having a positive attitude, um, not talking directly to a girl about, oh, I noticed, you, you know, your hips are changing. You don't talk about, like, leave her alone, <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, it's, not, it's really not any of our business to say anything. But uh, uh, just be affirming about how she's doing, how she's feeling, um, what she's asking for. Um, and, you know, it may be that she wants to go for a hike with you and talk about it. It might be that she would like to have a special dinner or go get a mani-pedi. Um, but it, it really does need to come from your daughter. And the most important thing is being, being present with positive messages. Um, and putting the attention more on what her interest is, how to support her dreams, and less on um, talking about her physical changes. Yes. Yay. I'm so glad you said that because leave her alone. You know, whether it's in young life, midlife, any life, commenting on somebody else's body, you're too thin, you're too fat, you're looking a little hippie. What's going on with that? I mean, right. 
Oh my gosh. Think about all of the cringeworthy comments we've gotten our whole life, whether it was a positive intent or not. It's just like, oh, leave me alone. Totally. Totally. What was your experience? Do you remember like your first period or comments or? Um, I remember it's interesting. I, I remember it kind of, my mom and I talked a lot. Um, that's good. Yeah, which was good. We had a pretty open, a very open relationship, but we didn't really talk about what it meant besides the physical aspect of it. We didn't talk about like the emotional aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, it's that whole goddess piece that was kind of missing. Like I got my little blue book, you know, we talked about it in school. Um, my mom shared with me some of her experience coming of age in the fifties was an entirely different experience than, you know, what I had. So it was better. That was the seventies. Um, but it did, it was missing that goddess piece. It was missing the ceremonial piece. It was very kind of clinical and dry, like drink more water, always have a pad in your purse. Um, and you might have cramps and if you need them, there's mitol. Right. You know? Yeah. So we talked and it was open, but it wasn't, it wasn't a ceremony. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't welcome to womanhood. It wasn't, you know, but I do some, I do remember some comments around that same time from people like, Oh, looking like a woman now. And I see them. Totally. I see your chest popping out and you're just like, Oh, shut up. (laughs) I remember walking outside like with the, big family function and this woman like an aunt going oh you're really blooming I can see your buds and I'm like what and I just oh it was the worst and all the people turning and looking I just yeah I think I went and stayed in my room the rest of the time yeah Yeah. absolutely absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yeah And, and I think this is an interesting piece and I'm curious your take on it I danced ballet my whole life which means I spent most of my time in tights and a leotard and in the dance studio and going from being a little girl to starting your cycle in tights and a leotard, you noticed it because at the time, if somebody's wearing a pad and underwear under their tights and leotards, everybody could notice. Yeah. And since we were very aware of each other's bodies because we had danced together the whole time, you knew when somebody's body was changing. And among us girls, we would notice and we would talk. And I think that was really helpful too, because our bodies weren't covered up with clothing. We were in tights and leotards. And suddenly if your hips change, your center of balance changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So great that you had each other to be talking with. Yeah. And were we educated? No, (laughs) you know, but, but just talking about different things like, this feels different and wow, look at this. And it was very, like I said, not, we didn't have wisdom, but at least we could share with each other that we were all looking different and things yes. were happening different. And suddenly we're wearing a skirt, you know, one week and yes. yeah. Yeah. And that was helpful. And I feel sorry for girls who are constantly covered in clothes, going to school, not having that connection with other girls, their same age, because that camaraderie, I really do think is important. Mhm, mhm. I agree. Um, I think that connecting with other 
others, especially during times of transition, having a circle of support is so magical and necessary. I host girls circles, especially for tweens. And we have a whole series that's just going over when you get your first moon and, you know, sharing how you take care of each other, what you do to be more creative, support your own creativity during that time. But it's also just a place like, you know, did you ever read the red tent? I love the red tent. <laughs> right, right. And so just in our own little circle, we try to recreate some of that atmosphere for the period series. And um, it's, I think that that's another way, you know, it's girls and women talking together that, you know, how we share our wisdom, how, you know, we can best support each other. So definitely having others to talk to about it is key. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break here for an advertisement. And then when we come back, I want to go through the five steps of flaunt with you personally, but also around this whole moon time magic. So we will be right back. To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream, and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra. Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. Okay, we are back with Maureen Smith, author of Your Moon Time Magic, which is a book for, for girls, but for everybody about the magic of having their period and going through that whole transition in life. So for those of you who don't know, FLAUNT is an acronym. It stands for Find Your Fetish, Laugh Out Loud, Accept Unconditionally, Navigate the Negative, and Trust in Your Truth. And those are the five steps that I believe we all need to go through in order to express ourselves fully and authentically as we are so we can find that uninhibited joy in our life. Now, Maureen and I, at the first half of the show, we're talking about you know, when it's a girl's time of the month, when it's a woman's time of the month, it's a time of creativity. It's a time to nurture and to bring change and to do things, whether it's journaling or art or whatever. And I think that dovetails so nicely into find your fetish mm -hmm. because finding your fetish is about tuning inward and figuring out what you love, what brings you joy, wow. and then honoring yourself every day <laughs> by doing what you love. And it's not like you have to go spend three hours a day doing what you love. You can spend five minutes. You can spend 10 minutes. You can spend an hour, but just spending a few minutes a day finding your fetish and doing what you love. So Maureen, will you share with us what is your fetish? What are some of the things that you just can't wait to do that you look forward to doing, whether it's moon time or any time? 
I would say dancing. I absolutely love dancing, and especially during this time, since we've all been inside and self-quarantined for some time. Um, <clears throat> there are some really fun uh, YouTube dances and, and TikTok dances I've been doing with my daughter, and yeah. I'm a terrible dancer, but I have so much fun. So that's definitely up there on my list of what brings joy and happiness. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I, I'm right there with you. I, I dance every day and, and especially when I don't feel like it. Especially. Yes. Yes. It's so important to get out of the funk, right? Yes. Get funky, get out of the funk. <laughs> yep. And even if it's just one song, I mean, that's the thing for me, even yep. if I don't feel like it, it's like, just put on a song and just bounce around a little bit. And you know, the first few beats I'm like, uh, and then pretty soon I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Um, the second is L, laugh out loud. And humor is so important. It's so important for us physically, emotionally, mentally. It's important in society. But I also think it's really extra important during times of transition. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, moontime magic and the role of humor and laughter for you personally, but also for the girls in your circles and how you facilitate some laughter and humor around something that for some girls is not pleasant? Oh my goodness. That's a good question. So, um, well, I mean, we do make period jokes, right? Or, um, so we do make period jokes, like just like, what a bloody mess. Like we do, we just come up, we have like a, a time during the circle where we all come up with expressions and some of them might be negative and some are just positive, but we make, we laugh about it. Like all the things that can happen. We also definitely sharing stories, sharing the embarrassing stories. You know, the embarrassing stories become really good after the fact when you're sharing them and you can really laugh about them, you know, like when it does does get on your pants or, you know, when that did happen that one day. So having people to talk to about those embarrassing things, I always say it's really good to do at least one embarrassing thing a day. Um, I share mine with my kids, which just cringe about it, but it still makes me laugh. so around Moontime Magic, yeah, it's more of like coming up with expressions we think are just ridiculous or even people sharing people's stories. You know, I, I had one woman tell me, which I don't know if this is funny or it was the mood that day when she told me, but like she, her mom, the expression they had for getting your period was, I fell off the roof. Like, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> but I don't know. We just laugh like. You know, when you hear some of these things, they're funny. So I hope that answers you. I don't, it's a little bit of a reach for me, but. No, it's true. It is true. <laughs> and I like that you brought up the expressions that you have for getting your period because you're right. I mean, that's a whole other taboo that we all have to say, you know, anti-flow is here. Exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. Why can't people just say, I mean, even. Without my period. Right. It's not a yeah. big deal. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's that's, kind of, those can be funny after the fact, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the um, advi- advice to do something embarrassing every day because we will. We just, oh, yeah. so, just go for it. 
Yeah, go for it. Embrace <laughs> it. You fight. It's the best story. So I, I, I consider myself a storyteller. If you're a storyteller, lean into that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of goes to the next, the AU, which is the golden center of flaunt, which is accept unconditionally. And what I like to talk about with accepting unconditionally is the fact that there's so much we have no control over. We can't control other people. We can't control the spread of a virus. We can't control the, you know, movement of planets. We can't control anybody or anything. We can only control ourselves and our reaction to things because we can't even control our body. We can't say, oh, I want my period to start today and not tomorrow. We have no control. We have to accept unconditionally. And then when we do, that's what I believe where we finally can settle in to a place of peace and acceptance and joy and actually start living. Mm -hmm. There's some freedom there, right? Yes. Yes. So that's my question to you around accepting unconditionally. Do you find it difficult for girls to move into this phase of life where suddenly once a month something happens that's out of their control and they have to function a little bit differently? Do I find... Do, I find, do you find it difficult for girls? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, even... Even the girls that I know that are really or re were really excited to get their periods, it's it's not the easiest transition with a lot of the things like and and a lot of people are starting to get their periods much younger too. So developmentally, they're still you know trying to remember their lunch to put in their backpack every day, and so it's just some real practical things of you know as parents you can help them with their first moon kit to make sure that they have everything they need in their backpack to go to school or whatever it is. But I, I think that that first year or two, um, first, you know, and some people, some people don't even want to consider that they have their period. So they're still in denial about it if they're not ready for it yet either. And I think that that's where having acceptance that, yep, my body is changing now. I am in this next phase of my life um, is important. But what can come up with that is like any transition, there can be some grief or sadness. Like, oh, you know, the little girl parts of me are fading away. I'm growing into this next phase. And so I think that part of um, being able to really accept it is to also accept you might be sad that that's normal. And, you know, to know that that little girl still lives inside of you and comes up, you can be playing, you know, playful with her quite often. But there's also then that time of inviting the new part of you in that's growing up into more of a teen. You know, so I think with that acceptance, you have to um, acknowledge all the different parts and have space for all the different parts. But yeah, it can be hard. It's not easy for, for anyone that really I know. Yeah. First, you know, that initial time. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I hadn't even thought about the grief part, but that is true because your identity as you know yourself is going away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're right. It, I had 
it is happening earlier. Um, and I hadn't thought about that as far as developmentally, but that's true. Yeah, it can be a little more challenging. You might need a little, some more support for a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which goes right into that next phase, which is N, navigate the negative. Yeah, and it's my belief that nothing is negative. Everything just is. It's our reaction to it, mm -hmm. and it can either be perceived as positive or negative. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cultural negative taboos around having your period. The girl might read this book and she might be into it, but she might be dealing with friends and family members and teachers who don't get it. Mm -hmm. What's some of the advice that you can share with the girls, but with also with the moms, the dads, all of the listeners out there in navigating this whole thing? <laughs> I would say, you know, seek out people and um, posit seek out positive people and platforms. For example, this podcast, you know, your community, this is really positive, supportive and empowering. And so for times of transition, you really want that in your life, wherever it can be. So whether it's through reading the book or connecting with a girl's circle, listening to like that podcast periods to hear other kids. Um, voices that are looking at positive. Um, there's so many organizations now that are working to end period poverty and to have period positivity. Um, many started by young people. So there's one called period.org. Um, there's one called the PAD Project. But I would really just be seeking people, places, platforms that are supportive during this time to really help you navigate. Um, and do, do something good just for yourself every day. Uh, you know, whether it's journaling, whether it's looking in the mirror and reminding that you love yourself um, and, you know, thinking of someone you can call for support or talk to. Yeah. Um, but just having those po positive points of light in your life that you can reach out to in time of transition is really important. Yeah. I love that because ultimately it is all about us and we can be raised in the most toxic environment and live in that most toxic environment. But, you know, going back to the F and find your fetish, if you know what makes you happy, you can choose to do that. Whether That's it is right. yeah, dancing or going outside and looking at the clouds or taking a deep breath or journaling or whatever, See, you know, with the internet, it is so much easier to reach out and connect. Right, right, more than ever. And especially, you know, the younger people, they're natives on all of this, so they can find some positive resources too. Yeah, absolutely. And before we move on to T, which is trust in your truth, I want to circle back around to something because a couple different times in this show, we've talked about period poverty. And it's my guess that some listeners might not be exactly sure what that is. And I just wanted you to take a moment and to address what that is. So we're all on the same page with period poverty. Sure. So for in a lot of places, it's really tough to access menstrual products and it they or they're also really expensive. Um, in the United States alone, there's something called the period tax, which um, is that periods, uh, I'm sorry, products, have a luxury tax on them. Um, so rather as like toilet paper is seen as a necessity, um, pads are looked at as luxury items. 
So for example, if you're living on food stamps or you're in a shelter and you have to choose between what you're spending your money on, food or period products, you're probably going to need the food. And so um, that's what period poverty is. And people are fighting against it and looking to remove the period tax in the U.S. So right now there's 20 states have removed the period tax. Um, there's 30 more states that still have it, but in fact, just this last week, Washington State removed their period tax, so um, there's a lot of work happening to change policies um, to make period products more accessible, but that's what it is. It's the lack of access to period products. Good. Good, good, good. Thank you. I just thought we needed to we needed to back off and clarify a little bit in case people were going, what? <laughs> and, and if people do want to learn more about it, on my website, yourmoontimemagic.com, I have a resources page. Oh, good. It talks about all the different organizations and work that's happening out in the world if you want to get involved in that. So okay, wonderful. Yay. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. I have not checked out your resources section, and I will. Um, so moving back around to that last step of flaunt, which is T and that is trust in your truth. And that's the idea that it's great to seek information and resources and to get wisdom from everybody else, but that ultimately our hearts, our minds, our spirits are what we need to turn to when we're confused, when we don't know. And I've always come from, not always, but I have, I guess, in my adult life, <laughs> turned more towards the goddess mm -hmm. and towards more, more towards the, the moon time magic. You do become more intuitive. You do become more able to, to remember your dreams, to have that creative flow, to have that wisdom, to have that connection to your truth for who you are. And I was just wondering if you could speak to some of that magic, to some of that, you know, the way we dream, the, what does it mean to have that magical time of the month? And how can you really turn inwards and start trusting your truth even more during that time of the month? That's a great question. I'm sitting with it for a minute. <laughs> Do, yeah, that's fine. Well, so we, we talked a little bit earlier in the interview about the fact that every month our period is, I mean, every month our body is preparing for a possible pregnancy through the menstrual cycle. And that even though that's not something you might be ready for or want, as we tune into it, we can bring our own visions and creations to life. And that to me, like, that's the magic to me is that as I've learned to navigate, as I learned to navigate my menstrual cycle and to tune into my body's own need for quiet time or a time away from the rest of the world and just to tune out and then tune in. Um, it's in those moments that I find inspiration, that I might have a dream that inspires me when I wake up the next day to write it down and, you know, make a book out of it, right? Um, and that I think that as, as you're growing and you're tuning into your menstrual cycle, you'll find your own treasures in there. But really the, the keys are, I love, I love the flaunt. I love 
looking at all of those steps and bringing that into your cycle time, but really tuning in, listening, what does my body need today? Is it a walk? Is it a stretch? Is it to eat something a little healthier? Um, you know, am I feeling like it's time for um, being out in the world and talking to other people about this? Or am I, am I needing to be with friends today? But just, it's really, again, just coming back to what do you need today um, in order to best support you? And some of those ingredients are um, a good sleep, eating well, maybe taking a little walk or meditating reaching out to a friend. It's all of those basic foundational things that will support you. Um, but, but the magic for me has always come with really tuning in and listening to what my body is needing at that time. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, you know, in this interview, just those pieces of you and some of that, the wisdom and the insight. And also thank you for writing this book. It's a very unusual kind of a book. It's not just, this is what happens to your body. You know, it's, it's the heart, it's the emotion, it's, it's the magic around that. And I just thank you for doing that because I do think it's that, you know, I, I've said the goddess piece, the red tent piece, it's that missing element that, his is not has not been there that is so important so thank you for that oh you're welcome and thank you thank you i love i love what you're doing i love this podcast and getting to be able to talk with your community and thank you yeah you're welcome and where again where can people get a hold of you and find your book thanks um your moontimemagic.com is the website and um, it'll show you links to ordering the book off from your independent bookstore or Amazon, New World Library, it's a publisher. Um, and you can reach me through yourmoontimemagic.com as well. My email and contact information is there. Perfect. And then same thing, listeners, um, you can always reach out to me and I'm happy to facilitate the connection. I will also put Maureen's information on the show page. Um, my website when I publish the show there. So no matter what, you will always have the opportunity to get a hold of her. And then two things to close out the show. One is what are your top three pieces of advice for girls? Advice for girls. Well, about your period. I about your say, period. I would say one, it's totally normal and natural. Two, you're not alone. You've got a huge community of fellow menstruators out there that can always share with you their own tips and advice and love. And three, you are magic. As you tune into your monthly cycle, you can use that to bring other magic to life. I love that. And then my last question to you is, Will you describe yourself for our listeners not using your name, your title, your relationship with other people, your level of education? It can be a nonsensical statement. I always say I'm sparkly, pink, aqua, shimmery. Oh my gosh, I was thinking so. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm magenta. I love that. <laughs> Yes, because that is truly our essence, you know? So your essence is magenta. What else? 
Um, it is ocean, turquoise ocean. It is, I am magenta and uh, I am, yeah, they're a little sparkly too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing that part of your story with us. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you have found this show interesting. I hope you've stuck with me all month on all sorts of taboos. And I hope your mind is now clicking along and you're thinking of all of the different taboo things in your life and how you, in a way that's comfortable for you, can start leaning into these things and talking. You know, with your kids, with your friends, with your partners, with your parents, with whoever it is about some of these taboos, so we can all start educating ourselves, becoming more comfortable and confident in who we are, maybe becoming happier and healthier because we're able to communicate. I hope you are thinking in new and different ways. Thank you for being with me all month, celebrating the four-year anniversary of Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle, yay. And check out Maureen's book, Your Moontime Magic. Check out her website for um, information. I really think we should all check out her resources tab on that period tax and do our part in helping those last states repeal that because that actually is ridiculous. So that is my two cents. Have an amazing week. As usual, don't forget to flaunt. Tune in next time to flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com.